Alright y'all, welcome to Hot Take Sports, episode 3. How are you boys doing today? Brady? Um, not not too bad, how are you? Not too shabby, not too shabby, Clayton. Doing good, doing good. Happy that the Cavs are 3-0, and off to a decent start. Cavs are looking good. Isaac? I love it. And I'm doing well. <laughs> <laughs> so, to start, um... This is take two on episode three, I guess. Um, we had some technical difficulties in the editing process, first time around. But we'll kind of give you a recap of what we were going through there. For starters, uh, Clayton, you want to talk about the uh, fight night that we talked about in episode two? I, I would, actually, and thank you for bringing up fight night, Matt. I really, I really appreciate that. I would like to clarify that not only did I pick... Jake Paul to win the Jake Paul versus Nate Robinson. The only fight. one of us to pick that fight to work. I also correctly predicted how he would win and the round he would win. And yeah, that that's that's about all I have to say about that first fight. Uh, for the Tyson Jones, I think that that decision of a draw was probably made before the first bell even rang. It was predetermined. Oh yeah, that was that fight was for fun. Yeah. It was good to see them both back out there. Good to see them both in shape. Nobody got hurt in that fight. So that was a positive. Do you guys think it was worth the money? Yeah, I'd say I it was worth the 50 show. bucks. Oh, yeah. The Snoop Dogg concert, though. I was going to say, Snoop Dogg was definitely the best Snoop Dogg was the best thing all His night. concert and his commentary. Was oh, his commentary is always great. And the best the best part about that is, is now he's getting like his own fight series. Is he's he? gonna really? commentate all of it. That's yes. beautiful. It came out like a week or two after the fight. That's worth. That would be worth a subscription for. Absolutely. Oh yeah, all day. Awesome. <laughs> we have Liz Khalifa with the the pre fight concerts as well. <laughs> Did mean, we get like three or four different concerts? Yeah, there was yeah. pretty much one in between each fight. There were four of, fights on the card. Yeah, a lot of young up and coming. It was pretty good. Liz Khalifa and Snoop Dogg. I don't remember who the second one was. I don't remember the guys in the middle. It's pretty good. There's there nothing the more fun. The money that we paid for that fight was worth just Clayton's reaction to oh, Paul's knockout in their home. I, I, I was pretty nuts. hyped after that. He went absolutely nuts. I'm pretty sure he ran a mile after he looked, that. Oh, he literally he looked like ran he had across a red the room. Bull and was literally flying. <laughs> he was so hyped. Yes. I was just happy because literally all three of you picked that Nate Robinson would win that fight and Jake Paul <laughs> actually knocked him out in the second round. I could not have looked dumber. If you guys listen to Hot Take Sports Episode 2, I could not look any dumber with saying pure athlete alone, Nate Robinson <laughs> is going to win this fight because the strength it takes to be a short guy like that in the NBA, he will easily win. And just to get bullied. Oh, I mean, it was one-sided. Isaac, the whole Isaac time. and I were with you too. Isaac and I were with you. We were all, we were all on the same page, other than Clayton. Yeah, we were all like, "Yeah, the real athlete's gonna win." And then that's well, not what happened. I had Nate I mean, Robinson in a split decision just because of his athleticism. I thought he would just run around the rink pretty much, yeah, and just get more punches. But he's like. His style was orthodox, that's for sure. <laughs> I will say, though, in Nate Robinson's defense, I learned a couple days after that his camp didn't book him any sparring partners. So, like, that was the first time he'd gotten live into the ring. 
That's horrible. Why, that why would you stupid. do that? If you're actually going to try to win, what is the purpose in that? I have no idea. That's how you get better in boxing. I would absolutely Well, obviously that. you can train, but you got to be ready for the live stuff. That's yeah. that's completely different than doing yeah. pad work, do, getting on a heavy bag or speed bag or whatever you're using. It's two completely different worlds. Yes. And he looked confused. He looked... He I looked mean, like he didn't know what he was doing. I mean, after he had hit, after he got so many head hits, I'd be confused too. Yeah, the the only way to actually learn how to fight is to get punched, <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he got knocked out cold because yeah. he didn't, just didn't know spar. how to take it. That yeah. man woke up in a completely different country. <laughs> I mean, hey, he could have. He the might have been like Juju after he got rocked. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? Vaughn that Bell by itself is one of my. Favorite moments of the NFL season. Absolutely. And um, the Bengals tweet after that. That's what I was going to say. That was hilarious. Von, Von Bell? Von yeah, Bell. Von Bell. Ohio State Von, alumni. Von Bell knocks the ball out of the... Out of Pitts- Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh TikTok, TikTok star. star. Internet forever remains undefeated. Absolutely. Forever. That also applies to all the Nate Robinson memes that came out less than 20 minutes after the end of that fight. Oh, yeah. Those are some primetime memes. Memes of the year, maybe. Memes of the century, maybe. Probably not the century, but, I mean... I mean well, there's a lot more time to, to have a meme of the century. I mean, there's definitely could be one in those memes, No, though. but there there always is a fight for meme of the year. So, Nate, Nate Robinson may take that one home in December. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I think, to me, it was. <laughs> when does that happen? Like, do they, do they do that, like, right before New Year's? I don't know, it's just... I'm sure it's out right now. Probably. We'll have to find it. it. Yeah. Start scrolling through Reddit. You'll find it eventually. Fair enough. So, other stuff we talked about in the uh, first edition of episode three was uh, quarterback replacements in the NFL was one of our big topics, too. We won't get too detailed into that, but the most important thing was the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence. And now the number one pick's all shaken up because the Jets decided they could win some football games. <laughs> Two in a row. It's it's just crazy. It's like it's like we flipped into an alternate universe. We got a COVID vaccine and now the, the Steelers have lost three lost three in a row before today. Well or they beat the Colts today. And then the Jets have won two in a row because they beat the Browns today. Yeah, Adam Gase thinks he can keep his job. Receivers. I'm going to say, we, yeah, to a certain extent, that, yeah, that Baker the had Browns. nobody to throw the ball to. But I think the bigger issue was that our offensive line. He, I just felt like he was facing a lot more pressure than if he would have had his normal offensive oh, yeah. line. The Jets knew what they were doing. Well, you got to think the Jets lost a game this season because they rushed what nine. On a Hail Mary play. Yeah, they blitzed right they at the were, end of the game. Fired in the next day. And, I mean, that's high risk, high reward. So be it. They lost the game. No regrets. And they saw the exact same chance today. They saw a weakened offensive line that they could just come in, put pressure on a quarterback who really hasn't done all that well under pressure. I think the announcer was talking about it. He was throwing, like, 70% completion rate with no pressure and, like, 35% completion rate under pressure mm-hmm. so I mean but at the same time as frustrating as not having wide receivers or two of our offensive line starters there there's no excuse for the way we played I thought that we didn't play with a whole lot of passion we didn't play with a whole lot of heart 
No, they they looked like they were like, oh, well, you know, we already have ten wins. We're already really close to the playoffs. We're fine. We're going to walk in and we're going to beat the the Jets. Jets. They only have one win. They're probably tanking for Trevor Lawrence anyways. Mm -hmm. This is one of my, as much as I don't like it as a Browns fan, this exhibits one of the best things about sports, in my opinion, and that's every any team can beat any team on any day. Very true. 100%. Even if the even if the Jets aren't that good, they're still in the NFL. Yeah, they're still at the not, end of the day. They're still they're, playing football yeah. at the highest possible level. That, that's like anybody who's like, oh, this Clemson team could beat the New York Jets right no, now. Like they, they could. There's not. not a college team out there that can beat any team in the NFL from any time in history. No, no way. Even that Lions team from when we were little little kids could still destroy any team from college history. 2016 they Browns, a, then even they'd beat Clemson. Exactly. Oh, for sure. Like, they're making millions of dollars for a reason. Like, they got there for a reason. Even if a team had, like, a superstar, superstar, like, could just destroy anyone in the NFL. They st- I don't think they still could it's, win. Football is not a game where you can win on one guy. No. Nah, one guy can't put the no, switch in football. It's an 11 it's a, a, yeah. a lot of teams have learned that the hard way. But still. <laughs> there are some teams that fall apart without one one player. Do you want to talk about the uh, Patriots with talking about losing one player and how it can infe- affect an entire uh, season? Don't, don't go too far. It's not really one player. They lost their quarterback, but... COVID took yeah. out half their team, so, I mean... The quarterback, at the end of the day, though, is the most important position on the football field. Oh, yes. yeah, they didn't replace him well. I think there's a lot of... I love of, the idea of taking a shot on Cam Newton, but, I mean, it just didn't work out. I think there's a lot of teams that are going to have quarterback changes after this year. I think Jimmy G is done. I think Carson Wentz is done. If you are a fan of the NFL, like a big fan of the NFL, it's free agency coming up this year is going to be just as fun as the NBA's free agency. Comes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, for sure. It's going to shake up the league a lot, and I'm excited to watch them both. I think Carson Wentz and Jimmy G will both potentially find their way released because Carson Wentz already told the Eagles if they aren't, they won't play him, then they're going to have to trade him or, or release him. And Jalen Hurts has looked good. Jalen Hurts, I think, surprised a lot of people. So he's like he's played very well in the few games, few games that he's played so far this season. Well, he's given him a spark. And I yeah, think for sure I, I that's think exactly what Philly needed. I think Andy uh, Dalton has proven, too, that he can still play quarterback. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe I like a like, one-year... I call cap. I don't like that. I think Andy Dalton has played two good games this entire season. I don't think he's proven anything to me. But okay, but true. if he but he can, can still lead the Cowboys out of the basement into the playoffs. Yeah, maybe on the stairs of the basement. They're not cro- climbing out of that basement anytime soon, Brady. He could. I mean, they, they were only they were one game above bottom of that division. Like I understand it's a bad division. That's the worst division. But you still have to be a fairly decent quarterback to win games. I well, what time? And that's what they're struggling to do without Dak Prescott. There are plenty of games earlier in the season that he threw for 120 yards, and they were games that he should have won. Chris, you also you also uh, have to remember Dallas has used four quarterbacks this year. Yeah, because they didn't trust Andy Dalton to win games. Andy, Andy Dalton also got a, got a concussion. And but he still played three games, like three games before that. Oh, uh, I just think he's he looks better now than he did when when he first came into. He looks more confident. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He definitely looks better than Gary Gilbert and Mendenucci so far. But I think Jalen Hurts is 
I think Jalen Hurts has I've came never won football pads in my life, and I could look as good as the two of them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that totally goes against the entire argument we just had I was, about... I was just thinking that same thing. <laughs> 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 because as much as I would like to say that, it it's just quite simply not I'm true. Say, we, 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 all, we all know this. No. <laughs> While we were talking about Dallas a little bit, I think if they had Dak Prescott, they would run away. With well, I mean, if they had Dak Prescott, they're easily like a 10-win team, at least. Yeah. If they, if they have Dak Prescott, a guy like CeeDee Lamb could be Rookie of the Year. I was going to say, if they have yeah, Dak Prescott and the completely healthy Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. yeah, well. Yeah. I think Zeke Prescott could have won MVP Zeke, this year in my opinion. stayed healthy. They had the chance. As long as they're winning games and they're not just empty stats, yeah. Yeah. That was in an MVP conversation. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, Zeke is starting. He's not there yet, but he is starting to become on the verge of being a bust. Here's why. Hear me out here. I can They see really that. needed him to step up since Dak went down. Ezekiel Elliott, many, considered by many to be a top five running back in the NFL yeah, preseason. He should have become the Derrick Henry of their team. Correct. Yes. He has not stepped up. No. He has not stepped up mm-hmm. and filled that gap that he Dak Prescott in, left in their offense. He fell into the shadows, if anything. He started yeah. to use I'm fumbling the ball. Yeah. Wasn't making the catches that he needed to. Wasn't making plays. Maybe it's just yeah. this... Maybe it's just this season, but he has looked bad this year, though. Okay, Zeke has definitely not stepped up the, like, the likes of Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, and Derrick Henry. They've all stepped Nick up. Chubb, Kareem Well, Hyde. I mean, yeah, Nick Chubb and Kareem have stepped up. But, I mean, Baker Mayfield, I think... Has Baker Mayfield missed any games at all this year? No. Baker has yet to miss I any I don't game. think Tannehill's yeah. missed any games either, but... I mean, don't get me wrong. Tannehill definitely is still a pro... Like, he definitely should have been in the Pro Bowl this year over Deshaun Watson. He was snubbed, but, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, with, but with, that, with Derrick Henry, that team is so dynamic with Derrick Henry. And, I mean, you have other running backs like Kamara. Six TDs the other night, and he he stepped up and Breeze was out. I mean, don't get me wrong. Taysom Hill played well, but without Kamara, they're probably going to lose most of the games Drew Breeze was out yes. for. Dalvin Cook. I mean, we all know Kirk Cousins isn't going to play very well. <laughs> so Dalvin Cook had to step up and help carry the Vikings to wins. Undrafted rookie James Robinson. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Jaguars still have a win, but James Robinson. Has also he's, rushed for over a thousand yards, and he's looked really good against teams. I mean, yeah, Zeke, Zeke though, has just not stepped up like some of the other guys. Another th- example I think of when I think of guys that have stepped up really is Kareem Hunt. Oh, because when I, Nick Chubb was out with his MCL sprain, he stepped in, and our running game was still good. Yeah, we yeah. won games. Yeah, he, he stepped actually, up. He stepped in. I'm really sorry that I just. Thing right into my microphone. That's fun. Alright, just turn that off. And we won games. He allowed us to stay potent I on the rushing attack and win Kareem games. Hunt was a horrible pickup for the Browns. I thought he was just going to make their locker room worse. I thought he was just going to, like, blow up their run attack, just steal plays from Nick Chubb that should have all been his. I was dead wrong. Kareem Hunt's been amazing. They've been a great duo. They share the ball really well. They want to give each other touchdowns. They want to give each other the attempts. They know what their jobs are. They've looked really good together. Now, I, I have a question. Just, like, based off of, like, Kareem Hunt. Sure. Now, do, now, obviously, he was in legal trouble for the incident with that woman. But do you think that changed his career for the better? 
Yes, I firmly believe that. Yeah, Where did he play for before? He was, um, in, he was, he was insane as a rookie in Kansas City. He fumbled his first ever NFL carrier that I don't think he fumbled the rest of the year. No. But Kareem, Kareem Hunt was insane. Going back on Matt, with Kareem Hunt, they uh, step up on each other. Like um, Nick Chud had a hurdle, and then Kareem Hunt did it in the red zone to score. They one up each other all I'm the time. Yeah, I like, definitely think they feed into each other. It's a healthy competition for their yes. spots. Which I, I would, that's definitely something huge for both of them. Because, I mean, before this year, Nick, Nick Chubb, I mean, obviously he was an above average running back. But before this year, like Nick Chubb was like on the brink, but this year busted out completely. And he it's because he knows Kareem Hunt can take his job at any given moment. Brady, I'm going to take you back on that. Nick Chubb was good last year too. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm. I know, but like, but he like, he was he was not nearly as good as this year. I I could debate that, but I I see where you're getting at though. The point being is he is getting better. Yes, he's always getting better, which is good. And I personally am not a big fan of running back by committee. I've never really cared for it. Oh, Sam, but. The Browns have done a good job with it, you know, and I cannot argue with 10 wins. You know, it's gotten them to 10 wins. Us as Cleveland fans, we've suffered through 0-16, you know, continuous seasons of four wins or less. Yeah. You know, so getting 10 wins and even being in the playoff conversation even at this point in the season is dramatic improvement from five years ago as a Cleveland Browns fan. I mean, I definitely think the Browns have done a much better job of handling and executing running back by committee than the likes of New England, Buffalo, and Kansas City. I agree Absolutely. With that. They also had way better running backs to do that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, that's I was fair. thinking about this the other day. Kareem Hunt really could probably start on, I'd say, at least over half of the NFL. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kareem, Kareem Hunt could probably start probably anywhere that he doesn't already have probably a running back. I would say 20. That's a good number. Yeah. And the yeah. Browns signed him for, I believe, three more years. I think that might have been what it was. Yeah, oh, they definitely extended him. I, I can tell you that much. Yeah, I know they even. extended him. And Nick Chubb is going to get a well-paid salary this oh, no. off-season. But if he I'm, should, he should get I'm a the raise Browns, and an extension. Yeah. If he, I'm the Browns, I'm getting OBJ out and giving even more money to my running game. That's where I was going to go next because OBJ needs they, out of Cleveland. Well, Cleveland needs out of OBJ. OBJ yeah. yeah. You know, Baker plays a lot better without him because yeah, he's he, not. Clayton, what was that statistic you told me earlier? I'm hesitant on this topic. I truly am. Because, like I said, I don't remember where I saw this. I don't remember what the exact numbers were. But I was scrolling through Instagram the other day. And statistically, Baker Mayfield has been better when OBJ is off the field. Why? I think it's because he doesn't feel obligated to throw him the ball. He doesn't feel obligated to have to give him touches. Do I think we should get rid of OBJ? That, I don't know. I really don't know. There are positives to it. We could trade him for potential... What I think we should do, if we are going to try and move him, is trade him for either a first-round pick, try and get a pick, or try and get a solid middle linebacker. Our linebackers have been... Eh, they've been iffy the entire season. As we saw with this weekend, even, we had two of our starting linebackers out. So... Even just to get more depth. Correct. I mean, I thought the Browns were one of, were one of the, like, the deeper teams, but... Not on defense. But, no, to, but today, that, that showed that they are not. 
Our BJ Goodson was a big loss, though. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. BJ, he's, he's played well all year for the Browns. BJ Goodson has been playing very well for us. And him and Taki Taki is a good middle linebacker core, for sure. I also would not mind if the Browns tried to trade for a good either corner or safety. I understand that we've been struggling with some injuries. Grant Delpit tore his ACL before the season started. Oh, that was a Greedy Williams off. has been on, on and off. Greedy no, Williams has been very Gre- underwhelming. Greedy has been on the IR all year with a shoulder. I but believe. I mean, even even when Greedy plays, he was very underrated. He was supposed to be your, like a first round pick, and they got him like a second or third. Well, round he's round. been he injured though. He's been injured most I'm, of the time. Yeah, I know. But even when he is on the field, I still I haven't seen anything good. Out of I him. haven't seen a big enough sample size with him yet. Uh, I I'm I mean I'm with you there, Clay. I do think as good as the Browns secondary can be at times, I do think they need to add. I mm-hmm. mean I mean they did just they added. Um, I want to say his name first name is Ronnie. They added Harrison from Ronnie the Harrison. Yeah, unlike he like he had played really well, uh, but I mean he he played well he played well last year. He, he I thought he was playing well this year, but I mean he got hurt when they played the Jaguars actually. Yeah, with a shoulder, I believe. What the Browns secondary could be. I don't think is necessarily worth what it is, if that makes any sort of sense. We could be good. We could have one of the better secondaries in the league, a top half secondary. Could it happen? I don't know. We just have too many injuries and too many unsolved questions to the point of where I would not be frustrated if we were to move OBJ, which, again, front office decision, I don't know. I really don't have an opinion. There's positives and negatives to both. If we were to move him, I think we would absolutely need either A, a first-round pick, or B, some a secondary player, or A, linebacker now to help see, anchor our defense. If I'm the Browns, I want to try to shop OBJ to a team that's like very wide receiver needy, or right. maybe like a team that has like an up like a lower level pick, or like lower, I mean like closer to single digits, like maybe the Eagles. They got like the seventh pick. I don't know, maybe like uh, who I don't know, Patriots. Maybe. Yeah, I, maybe I, the New England Patriots. I, 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 no, I, I hear they're pretty. Good no, no, like, like it's not that I don't. It's not that I don't want OBJ on the Patriots. Believe me, we need wide receivers. But <laughs> you need but, a quarterback that'll throw yours. You well, I mean yeah, that, that too. That too. You <laughs> yeah. know, Cam Newton kind of like leads our team in rushing touchdowns. Um, but like I don't. I think the Patriots pick is like too high for the like what the Browns could go for to take like a nice young like edge edge rusher linebacker. Because that's, that's really what they need. They need not Olivier Vernon. Olivier Vernon will definitely... They won't have him next the, year. The, they, he, need, he needs to walk, and the Browns need to try to trade for a pick. Absolutely. like They, they just need to try to trade for an upper-level pick. And they can get like up inside the top ten, and they, they can just hope and pray that Michael Parsons falls right into their laps. That would be huge for the Cleveland Browns. With the Browns, Vernon will leave. We need to sign... The Viking safety, because he's a pretty good safety. Um, are you talking uh, Harrison Smith? I believe so. Let me. Look. I, I can't think who the free safety is right now. I thought. I mean, was... you did, you did just like bring in Sandeo from the Vikings. We all see how that's working out. I just... don't like Sandeo at all. I mean, I don't think anyone he's just likes Sandeo. Like I said, it's he's just been one of the. Better, it's just one of the holes that we've had to fill. You know, like yeah. I said, Grant Delpit tore his ACL before the season starts. Mm-hmm. You know, he would have been starting for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, he probably would have been our starting safety. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah, I, I definitely think Delpit and Ronnie Harrison would have been your safety tandem. Yeah. And probably Denzel and Grady Williams. Mm-hmm. I'm going to switch gears just a little bit Hold here. Hold on. Before you switch. All right, all right. Because that's not at all where I thought this conversation was going to go. No. <laughs> it's still with the NFL, though. Is your topic still with the NFL? Mine's still with the Browns. All right, I'm okay. tracking way back. I go was ahead. still the Browns' offense. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. okay. I'll listen. When I said I was bringing up OBJ... I was still on going on the friendly competition thing that Isaac brought up with uh, Hunt and Chubb. That's, I mean, I've never thought about it this way before, but that's really what OBJ and Landry were in there for. That's and they're friends they off the field, with too. Each other yeah. To both have really good games and to make themselves a top wide receiver duo in the NFL, and they failed to do it. Except right. part of the problem was is having OBJ there. To get there. Yeah. Landry didn't. I don't think Landry had a receiving touchdown until they played the Jaguars. No. So part of the problem did. is Ob- is Baker feels obligated to throw to OBJ. Exactly. Like I said. That's why. So they they're, therefore, everything goes to OBJ. So no looks to Hooper. No looks to Harrison Bryant. No looks to Higgins. No looks to Landry. Yeah. People Jones. Oh yeah. People Jones been a pl- Let's talk about Donovan Peoples Jones just for a second. He has been a very, very pleasant surprise. I don't like him. Really? really? No, he's from Michigan. I mean, despite being from Michigan, like I said, he's been a very, very pleasant surprise. He can return punts. He's good at it, and he can catch the ball. Yep. You know, at the end of the day, obviously, most NFL wide receivers can catch the ball. He I mean, that, that's, yeah, that's, he's fast. I I've enjoyed watching him play so far, and I can't wait to see what he'll do for us in the future. Um, with Peoples Jones, by getting rid of Odell, I think Peoples Jones could develop into like o- Odell. Or... Well, he would for sure be getting more looks. I mean, with Peoples Jones, he's been getting more and more catches through the season because Baker's looking at him more, and he's getting really reliable. Well, he's he's gaining confidence in himself too. Yeah, which is huge, huge. for rookies. Huge. Very true. I think his biggest confident booster was the Tennessee game that he just blew by the guy Actually, with that double move. I'm going to disagree with you, Isaac. Okay. I think his biggest confidence booster was the end of the Cincinnati Bengals game. That, that also is that, a very good In my statement. opinion, he caught the game-winning touchdown. Yeah. You know, should the Browns have been in that position? No. No, they no. weren't playing well. But at the end of the day, he came in, made the play he needed to play. We win well, the game. They pull out a win, which is not yeah. a normal Browns thing. Right. That, that's what showed that it was like, okay, maybe we really are a playoff team. When you can fight for a win at the end of the day, whether you play good or you play bad, you fight till the end and you pull out the win however you have to do it. See, yeah. my thing there is, like, I understand that they didn't have, like, most of the receiving core, but... Not, but today's also against the Jets, like, I mean, obviously, again, they had no receiving core. But, I mean, a true playoff team that can handle through anything would have still won. So, I'm not, I'm still not 100% sure that, uh, like, on the Browns playoffs, like, I mean, I think that at least this year, if they make the playoffs, they're probably going to be a first-round exit. But next year, two years from now, I think, they'll, I think they're going to, they could very well make a deep round the next year or two. They have to make a statement next week. Yes, against that's, that's all there is to it. Yes. Even Not if only we... to make the playoffs, but they have to make a statement to say, hey, we're still a good team. We can still compete with anyone. They're in the same spot the Rams are. And the, the Rams look like garbage today. The Rams mm-hmm. and Browns both got beat by the Jets, and they have to make statements to pr- so, they, so they can show people, hey, just because we, we lost to the Jets doesn't mean we're actually bad. 
You know who's a team who can't pull out wins? Who would that be? The Patriots. That oh, is also. I was really, really true. hoping you'd say the Atlanta Falcons, but you know, it's okay, fine. Okay, well, that too, but I just yeah. wanted to make fun of you. Oh, I have a hot take for you, Brady, actually. Right, I'm, I'm pleased. Very interesting. So, okay. obviously, the Jaguars clinched the number one overall pick today. They're going to take Trevor Lawrence. That's a slam dunk Will number you? one pick. Everybody knows it. They're going to keep Mike Glennon, cut Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew somehow ends up on the Patriots, and the Patriots get rid of Cam. What do you think? Is Do you think Gardner Minshew could be the guy? We'll start there. Um, I don't. I really don't. What? Why? Why? Um, I don't. I don't think Gardner Minshew is like. I don't think he's a good fit for the offense. I don't. Why? Why? I mean, just like looking at the way Gardner Minshew plays, like he's he's a completion guy. He's gonna need receivers. We have, we don't have those. Well, you could trade for OBJ. I mean, we'll take yeah. some of the guys off your defense. I mean, if you have, yeah. I mean, learning, <laughs> seeing, like the Patriots moves over the last ten years. I think the I think the highest like pick value that we have traded. Period. The second round pick for Muhammad Sanu, and he's not even on the team anymore. You said he's a completion guy, but don't you have the number one completion guy receiver in the NFL? Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman. When he's actually on the field, when he's not suspended or injured, he's been injured most of the season. Okay, so yeah, he takes. So is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Oh, That's I mean, fair enough. But Christian McCaffrey's say. Christian McCaffrey. Well, well, Julian Edelman used to be one of the top receivers. He in the won yeah, Super Bowl MVP a couple years ago, bro. But while we're talking about the Patriots, though, my quarterback. Think they should get is Trubisky. I, I don't I don't like Trubisky either. Well, who do you think? Let's backtrack a little bit then. Who? Isaac also thinks Sam Darnold's a really good quarterback. So I mean, probably thinks Josh Rosen's going to win an MVP that's too. That's all that needs to be said about that. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, who do you think would be the fit? Who's the guy? Trevor I, Lawrence. All the way good up. luck with that. I mean, I'm good not going to lie. I think Garoppolo and Wentz are probably the two, like two of the better Garoppolo. fits. That's well, well, you, you I think Garoppolo is comeback player of the year next year. Well, I mean, well, really, that's interesting. Had. I think it'll be Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I mean, I think it could be. But it'll be like, either Christian McCaffrey or Nick Bosa. See, the reason I think I like Garoppolo, I, will, I think, I think Christian McCaffrey played a little bit too much this year for them you, to give that to him. Three I would, I would accept that. Yeah, he's missed some time with various injuries. Well, we're talking weeks. about... None of his were, like, but, huge things. Yeah. They were all just, like, minor tic-tac injuries that he needed to get healthy for. Yeah. But, see, I think I think Garoppolo, like, very well could end up back in New England. Solely because, originally, when he was still in New England, before they traded him to the 49ers, Bill Belichick wanted Garoppolo, not Brady. The only reason Brady stayed is because Robert Kraft was literally going to veto anything that involved Tom Brady. So well, now, Why would Tom, he not do that? Well, I mean, I don't blame the guy. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but B- Bill was like, Tom, Tom's getting old. You need to get rid of him now while he has value. And Robert Kraft said no. But I mean, now... He still has a ton of value. But, but now... Well, I mean, yeah, but now, like, Tom Brady's gone. So now, if you bring back Jimmy Garoppolo, everyone wins. But, like, even when Tom was suspended, I think Garoppolo still went, like... I think he went 2-1 and one before he got hurt himself. But, I, I mean... say, does everyone win? Jimmy G's had struggled with injuries. That, that's been yes. apparent throughout his tenure in San Francisco. I mean, yeah, but I'm not sure how good San Francisco's D-line, our O-line is. I mean, I'm not even sure how good our, our O-line is. Cause our wow. O-line Can you O-line even O-line. name all your starters on your O-line? Um, it's here. Marcus Cannon when he's actually healthy. Shaq Mason. Joe Tooney. David Andrews. And Isaiah Wynn when he's actually healthy. But Michael, Michael Wynn, who started a lot as rookie... And Jermaine something. It's very, it's very hard. It starts with an E. It starts with an E. Don't worry. So who are your starting linemen, Clayton? 
Uh, Jedrick Wills is the left tackle. Joel Bettino is the left guard. J.C. Treader is the center. Wyatt Teller is the right guard. And Jack Conklin is the right tackle. Should I be concerned that I can also name his entire starting line? No, because... Except, except for maybe Wyatt Teller. Team. <laughs> yeah. Except for... Yeah, yeah. I don't, even, I don't even know if I have, like, a specific... You want to hear me name mine? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have one! <laughs> I was going to say cricket Done. noise. Cricket noise. Cricket noise. Yeah. Nailed it. No. Move along. Uh, um, no, I don't know. I just, I just don't think Garoppolo is the fit. But I'm also very interested to see what happens with Carson Wentz this offseason. I really am. I My thoughts on Carson Wentz are... The Eagles did not win the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz. They won the Super Bowl with Nick Bowles. Who's now a backup to a... Quarterback can't even throw a touch. The Bears, I saw something up today. The Bears might resign Trubisky if they make the playoffs. Really? They kicked butt today. They oh, looked good today. The Bears, well, well, granted, they played Jacksonville. Well, but, I mean, yeah, they but. They put up 40 plus points in a football but, game. Yeah. Like, that, the so. Bears' QB job very well could not even be opened. They make the playoffs. They're probably going to resign Trubisky. Absolutely. Well, David Montgomery finally turned it on for the second half of the season. I mean, yeah. He's but, got 80 yards in his last, like, mm-hmm. Five games or something like that. See, like here's my thing with Trubisky, though. I think if the Bears wouldn't have taken him number two overall, Mr. Trubisky would not get as much hate as he does. Like, if he would have been, like, a mid-to-late first-rounder, no one would really talk about it. But since he was number two overall in the same draft as Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, he gets a lot more hate than he, than he probably should. Well, Pop. yeah, it's the same reason why Sam Darnold, I would say, gets a little bit more. Sam hate. Darnold and Josh Rosen, yeah, yeah. correct, because they were in the draft with Baker Jackson, Mayfield, Lamar Josh Jackson, Allen. Josh Allen. After he came back from his two week break, he was out for the Vikings game, and then they had a bye week. He's averaging over a hundred yards in his last five. Oh weeks. yeah, David Montgomery's been gross. He scored a touchdown in all but one of them. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think Blake has been receiving touchdowns, so he has scored <laughs> at least one touchdown in all of them. Talking about Trubisky, though, he's good off the play action. I mean, that's where he is strong at. So if the Bears could get a good running game like they have been, Trubisky will be good because his rookie year, because his rookie year, they they did a lot of play action for him and he looked good. See, I th- I think another like key thing to the Bears though. Is keeping Allen Robinson healthy and finding it's like a solid secondary receiver. I just, I don't know who else is going to be a free agency, but they need more than just Allen Robinson. They need more than one passes. dangerous target. At the end of the day, I also believe the Bears should draft like a backup running back this year. No, they don't need a backup running back. They technically still have Tariq Cohen on the roster when he's actually not injured. But that's the problem. Tariq Cohen's always injured. Yeah. <laughs> because, because, like, that's how the Bears have, like, been. That's how they were when they had Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. They have a power back and they have a receiving back. Yeah. Part, part of the reason uh, David Montgomery's gotten so much, like, game action recently is because Cohen's hurt. Otherwise, Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery would be splitting snaps. Yeah, and Trubisky would be playing Obviously a lot should, better. they shouldn't be because he's getting over 100 yards a game. For well, uh, well yeah. I mean, yeah, David Montgomery's absolutely capitalized on his opportunity. But uh, I honestly think the Bears are in a much better spot than people give them credit for because somehow, they, I don't think they've had first round, a first-round pick in like the last two drafts. That's but they've still managed to build at least a playoff-caliber defense. And if, if Trubisky finds his college form that made him a number two overall pick and the most hyped uh, quarterback prospect in that draft, then the Bears will be set. They just need to add one more receiver, 
and have not nine tight ends like they did at the start of the year. The Bears are in a very good position, though. I think Nick Foles gets traded again, though. To somewhere. I don't know where. I mean, he still has $44 million left on his contract, so I'm not entirely sure who's going to take him. I don't know who would take him either, but I think he gets traded again. As long as he's not, as long as he's not New England, I don't even care where Nick Foles goes. Watch him go to a New England. Now, I sure hope not. That. I want Jimmy G. Granted, I also wanted Jameis Winston, and that didn't happen either. <laughs> I don't. I would say, honestly, in my opinion, Jameis Winston is more the answer in New England than Jimmy G. Oh, I, in my I still want Jameis Winston, but I mean, I'll take whatever I can get. So. Jameis Winston's gonna throw you touchdowns. He's but he's also gonna throw me picks. Field a lot, but yeah, that's true. He'll still throw you touchdowns. Your quarterback doesn't do that now, so... Okay, I think that's the one thing I, I haven't liked about Cam Newton is he doesn't throw the ball as much. Like, don't get me wrong. I've always liked Cam Newton as a player, and now I like him more, obviously. But, I you mean, he he just... Yeah, he just kind of runs a lot. I mean, he's not necessarily the one choosing to run, but that's still what they do. It's kind of annoying after a while. He definitely chooses to run. Well, I mean, yeah, but when they just go, hey, the QB draw, and he just runs anyway. Everyone, in my opinion was, like, trying to hype up Cam Newton before the season. Hey, you know, he's going to rebound. You know, he's going to come out and he's going to be his MVP self. I was on that train. I thought he was going to come back and oh. come back player of the year. <laughs> I was n- Me too! <laughs> I was never on that, on that train. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's true. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I think regardless of the fact that the Patriots are 6-8 and eight and probably going to finish out the year 6-10, and 10, they still really realistically did not lose the Cam Newton deal because they technically only signed him for, like, a million dollars. It was for and seven it, mil one year. Okay, well, it was seven million with incentives. It was it was one million, and if with all the incentives, it would have gotten up to seven. So like one million guaranteed. Yeah, it was it was an insanely cheap deal. They had, didn't have very much cap space, but they still managed. Like Cam Newton, like I was like mind blown when they did it. Cause I was like, I thought they had no money, and then they did it anyway. So I mean, they re- realistically didn't like lose that deal. We thought the Lakers had no money too, and look what they did. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's true. That's fair. Switching gears a little bit. Does anybody have anything else they want to talk about in the NFL before we go? I think we're pretty much sealed up on that conversation. At least for now. Moving on to the NBA, then. The John Wall-Russell Westbrook trade. (laughs) We will start there. I talked about this in episode two. I remember this. Anybody have thoughts, opinions? I'll start it off. I think the Washington Wizards won that trade. Just because Westbrook can put up a triple-double every night. And you can get his scoring, and plus you have Bradley Beal to help it. I'm going to come back to that. a 72-game season. And that's a lot of empty stats for a 20-win team. That is true. I'm going to come back to you. I think the Rockets won solely because they got a first-round pick. The Rockets need to reset. They Completely. because they got a first-round pick. They, they won the Rocco deal. Because they got picks. That's all there is to it. The Rockies just need to take a page out of the, out of the Thunder's book and trade literally everyone. It's the most lateral point guard deal you could possibly do in the league. I mean... It'll be fun to see Russell Westbrook somewhere else. Oh, absolutely. I agree. And it'll be kind of odd to see him, like, this is going to sound weird, but not wearing number zero. He's number four now. In plus, he's in the East, not the West this time. That's very true. That won't make too much of a difference, I don't think. He's still gonna. He's still gonna be the same point guard. Not on a championship contender team, right? The Wizards, despite having arguably two All Star 
I think guards be, in their backcourt will not. I think it would be interesting though, do whether they try really. to add a piece though to so build a big three with Beal and Westbrook though. Maybe. Whether it be a forward or a center. I mean, I don't think Thomas Bryant is that bad. So, the man dunked his own. Thomas Bryant wow, is a great backup center. The man dunked the ball in his own basket last night. Yeah, that's hey man, that happens sometimes. Normally, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I know they just they at least need like a third. I mean, they have Rui, Hach- Rui Hachimura, so I mean, there's a start, but he's not a big three caliber player. Not, at least not no, not near nowhere yet. close. No. Okay, so we talked about the Wizards. They're going to be bottom of the East. Maybe not the worst team in the East because you know, no. there's like the Pistons. I think they could be a borderline eight. Uh, I think they're a playoff contender already. I think no. I think they could. They might be able to sneak their way. It just kind of depends on how like the like the midsection of the East. Because I mean, obviously you have Bucks, Sixers, like, Celtics, six, Pacers. Yeah. The top like six of the East is already set. I not mean, in yeah. any particular order. But like, like that, Bucks, like Sixers, Celtics, seven, eight, the nine. Nets have been disgusting. Oh yeah, the Nets. Game, so they're nice. automatically up there. Um, but then like yeah, those six, seven, ones, eight, and nine. The just right there. You think the Wizards are in there? I don't. Maybe I don't know. I mean, I guess the Magic are up there, probably up the there too. Magic are always in the eight seed conversation. The Pacers are always in the eight seed conversation. The Hornets, if they click, the Cavs, if they click. I, I think I, I think the Cavs are another team that could sneak up. I don't, up I don't have the Pistons and Knicks in there. I mean, yeah, I have Pistons and Knicks down down towards the bottom. Um, oh, oh we've got about the, we've got about Miami. I was say, there's yeah. another team in Florida. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the Heat, yeah obviously, they're in that top six, probably. So, I don't know. It's so <laughs> weird, because the East and West are complete dogfights all the way through, but the West is on such a higher scale. Than oh, absolutely. Sure. But, like, everyone went yeah. from, like, oh, yeah, the East is a cakewalk, so now all of a sudden you have Miami, Brooklyn. It's, it's not a cakewalk, but no. there's no, like... The top dogs. Oh, absolutely! All of the top dog teams were always out west. Yeah, because I mean, like especially even in the playoffs. I mean, the only reason Toronto won a championship was because of Kawhi. Heck, we didn't even say the Raptors. I don't even know where the Raptors end up this year. Pascal Siakam needs to have a rebound year if they're going to be successful. See, but is it really a rebound year? No, he was really good last year. Yeah, he was. I shouldn't say rebound year. Wasn't great in the bubble. I should say. Take the next step. Exactly. This would be a better Yacom way of phrasing that. He needs a step. He needs to become the superstar game. of that team. Correct. Because Kyle Lowry's aging. Fred VanVleet signed an extension, so he's there for a while, which I was thoroughly surprised by. Yeah, I thought Fred VanVleet was going to go out my A, own. they would re-sign him at all. I thought he would go somewhere else. I, thought, B, he'd go get, I thought he'd go get his bag. Yeah. And now B, she, that, that's a lot of money for Fred VanVleet. He's been playing well. I'm not going to disagree Maybe with that at all. Maybe he say, could be the next Kyle Lowry. I'm going to say, do you, do, you, do you think Van Vliet is like the future of like at least at least like the guard group of that team? Yeah, right I now. I firmly yeah. believe. I'm going to slide right into Kyle Lowry's spot. I'm going to say, yeah. Do you think Van Vliet is is the future and Lowry's the past? I wouldn't say that necessarily, but I not would yet. say that when the future does come, which I think will be sooner rather than later. It'll be Fred Van Vliet that'll still be there, obviously, and Kyle Lowry will be somewhere else. It'll be Van Vliet and Siakam and apparently OG and Anobi. Yeah, I just signed OG. OG. Yeah. Four seventy-two. Are in such a weird spot, though, because they won their championship. That was their season to do it. They got it done. Good for them. And then the next year, they lost their best player, but still ended up as a contending team. Everybody was kind of like, "Oh, yeah, that, wait, that was wild." You guys are still good. Who's the five in Toronto? 
That's it was Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol. It's probably Aaron Baines and Chris Boucher. Yeah, I think that's right. I think, that's right. I, Baines Baines is I think if they had a five, here. then they're in a good spot because, like, obviously they have the forwards locked up. I think they have a Norman Powell starting at the two right now. So, good, good old Norman Powell might help them out there, but we'll see. Is Norman Powell starting? Wouldn't it be Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet? Yeah. I, th- I thought Van Vliet still came off the bench. Fred Van Vliet would si- just sign a huge contract to be coming off the bench. Yeah. I mean, that's Neil Gallinari's making a crap ton of money. He's coming off the bench in Atlanta, so. Yeah, that's, that's true. fair. Atlanta, oh, there's what? another team that we didn't even talk yeah, about. Yeah, they could Atlanta, be at Atlanta, year they seven. By the end of the year, they could be a top five. Oh, yeah. Trey Young, easily. Clint Capella, Rajon Rondo there to, I don't want to say, well, no, I do kind of want to say mentor Trey Young. Absolutely. Teach him stuff. Yeah. Plus, they just brought in Bogdanovich, Gallinari. Um, Clint Capella. Yeah, he's but still there. Yeah, Van, Van I, think the I enjoy Stop. watching Clint Capella solely because, I don't want to say I'm a fan of true centers, but I enjoy watching them play. It's nice to see a big guy pick and roll, throw the lob up to me, I'll go grab it, I'll go bully somebody, let me sit and work in the paint. I'm sure I've discussed this on the podcast before, but two of my favorite players to watch... Nikola Vucevic, Yusuf Nurkic. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've talked about that. Like I said, two fairly straight-up centers. They're not going to shoot a whole lot from the outside. Jokic is not a straight-up center. I didn't say Jokic. He said said Nurkic. You said Vucevic. Vucevic and Nurkic. Yeah, Jokic. There's too many itches, bro. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, you're good. Yeah, there is. But point being, they're not going to shoot a whole, whole lot from the outside. They're going to be more down low, getting boards, getting... Getting the bully buckets, the which is what I like to watch. You could, I enjoy watching those kinds of guys in the league. You could also put Drummond in that conversation too. Andre yeah, Drummond can shoot been though. Expanding his range. Yeah, Drummond's been expanding now, but he's still that great and grind guy. Yeah, I mean, twenty twenty machine is what he's known for. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I think the Cavs are an interesting spot themselves actually, because I, they need to trade Kevin Love. But they're also right in that window where they're like, maybe we could go back into contending just a little bit. It's too early. Oh, we got Drake Allen left. Right now, it is too early to tell what the Cavs should do. I think the Cavs need to identify who their starting three is going to be and go from there. Because you have Okoro, KPJ, and Chetty. I think you need to just trade Chetty Osman. Narrow it down. Can, well, can KPJ you, play the four? I don't think you can get any valley, value for Jetty Austin. You wouldn't no. get a high return. You could get maybe a second round. I'm going to say, or at least take the pick. Me, you can maybe maybe just flip the pick. Can KPJ trade. doesn't play the four, though, does he? Not really. He's more of a straight-up three. I was going to say, is he, is he a three with a two secondary? He's no. a KPJ. three, two. Yeah, he's a three, two. Yeah. Yeah, they they need to flip Kevin Love and either get a high draft pick, if they can somehow get one of those, or... Maybe get like a youngish power forward in return. Kevin Love might be at the point where you got to give picks to get rid of. Yeah, him, I know. Get picks. Yeah, especially with his contract. It's just yeah. Hey, Kevin Love himself is his own weird scenario for the Cavs. So here's what I'm thinking for the Cavs: you ride him out till the trade deadline. If you're at a point of contending, you keep him. You get rid of him. If you're not contending, just ride his contract out. Just so be it. Wait till you get him off the books. Unless somebody comes with an offer okay. that you that is good for you. Part of the problem that there is you. teams like Portland now don't need a four because he was like no, Portland huge, doesn't need that anymore. I'm saying yeah, he, he was all the spots. I'm saying yeah, he was like a huge like rumor to go to Portland. They well, don't need that now. Home. 
Yeah, they, they don't need him now. And you can't blame the guy for wanting to go home. Yeah, play for his hometown not. team, the team he grew up rooting for. Yeah. What teams even That's need why a all forward? the Bulls fans are sitting there like, come on, Anthony, come <laughs> on. And then he signed his max extension. They're all like, well, we'll get him when he's like... Another, cents. talking about Anthony Davis, just to flip the switch just a little bit. When Rudy Gobert signed his 205 for five, he's making more money than Anthony Davis right now. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? I don't know... I would like to know what went into... that's what a couple D-boys gets you. <laughs> yeah. He shot down the league one time. <laughs> God, I hate right. you. Oh, Brady. <laughs> Brady, Brady. What are, what are your guys' thoughts on that, on Gobert's extension and just kind of the spot? Million. Even the Jazz are at. We'll switch gears a little bit. I hate that. Brady. I hate talking about this. Well, you have to. I know, but it's literally literally the same conversation. I know, but the problem is it's the same conversation every time. Literally every time I say, we just need to go to forward and then we're fine. Because Derek Favors is not it, Royce O'Neal is not it, Bojan is not are you, it. Are you really fine because you just lost to the Timberwolves? Yeah, that's true. Listen here. <laughs> Listen here. Like, that's the it's not my. It's my not head. my fault Josh Okogie <laughs> locked up Donovan Mitchell. That's not my fault. I'm just looking at it from a fan's point of view. It's not my fault Donovan Mitchell went 6 for 26. Yeah, it was ugly. It was game game 2. They've got 70 more. I'll cut them some slack for now. I mean, that happens. I mean, hey, even last year's Knicks got like double-digit wins. Hey, as long as they don't lose to the 07 Bobcats who had 9 wins, I don't care. Well, unless you can invent a time machine, Brady, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, thank you for that. I'm just explaining. Well, you're welcome. But they lost to something... Mildly close in the Timberwolves. So. Ouch! All right. Just <laughs> your team's three and zero. I'll have you know we that we beat the seventy six hey, today. Hey, Joel Embiidless seventy sixers. Hey, 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 but hey. We also hey. lost by forty to an ADless Lakers team. So. It's all fun of games to look at. Go three and sixty nine. The main principle in sports that I discussed earlier. Any team can beat anybody on any given day. Oh, I, I'm thoroughly aware of the that. The Cavs will not lose 69 consecutive games. Oh, I know. That'd be, that'd be, be really funny. To you. Well, no. Well, no. You don't have to break it to me. Yeah, especially I'm, since I'm they have to play aware. the Pistons three more times. And the, yeah, yeah, we they get to play the Jazz twice. We so, get to play the Jazz twice. <laughs> I mean, they got to the, play the Thunder twice. I mean, I'd say they play the Knicks, but the Knicks just crapped on Milwaukee, so. Yeah, that's true. I mean, mm. Milwaukee, Milwaukee's not looking so hot, to tell you the truth. I wish I watched that game, because I want to see what really happened. I mean... All I saw was that the Knicks were flame-throwing from three. Oh, absolutely. They shot over 50. It was like 16, 16 for, for 27. 27. Yeah. That would do it. But it was a wild day in sports overall today. I mean, obviously, going back to the NFL, Brown lost to the Nets. But NBA, Char- Charlotte beat the Nets. The Knicks beat the Bucks. Can we talk about Terry Rozier just... Absolutely posterizing Kevin Durant. Oh, I, I just felt that. that needed to be brought. Oh, up. absolutely, that was hilarious. I still need to watch a video of it. I haven't seen the video of the, it. Oh, I thought Isaac Terry Rozier is not a big guy, so even it didn't even have to be Kevin Durant. Him dunking over anybody—that's still a six eleven man, seven yeah. foot man. Man, I wish it was DeAndre Jordan. No, arms. I wish it was DeAndre Jordan. Not gonna lie, it'd <laughs> <laughs> be so much better. Man, Terry Rozier ended up as a pancake on the ground. Oh. Brady. Been really funny. The other day, I saw a video on Instagram where the Rockets were playing the Jazz last year. Oh boy, here we go. And here. there were fans talking trash to Russell Westbrook in the corner. They said, shoot a three. Gobert is the best defender in the league. Well, one of the guys on the Rockets drove in and missed a layup, and Russ jumped up and got a putback dunk over. <laughs> nice. I, I'm not nice. even surprised that that happened. I'm not going to lie to you. It, 
Yeah, I just thought I just Rudy, thought I would bring that up. Rudy Gobert, he could be great sometimes, but there are other days where he's just not completely there, and it's just kind of painful. I mean, it's just all sorts of unfortunate. But you know, everybody's gonna have days like that. I mean, wasn't Giannis like completely useless the other the other day? Oh yeah, on Christmas. He didn't do a lot on Christmas. He couldn't but do a Chris lot. Chris Middleton hit. Or drop thirty something. Oh, yeah, so he really yeah. didn't need to. He, he didn't I mean, have to like be everybody, the ha- everybody has their own bad days. People forget that Chris Middleton is an all star. Oh, absolutely. He's perfectly capable of dropping. Can you imagine Chris Middleton on a team like the Thunder? <laughs> well, okay, obviously, yeah. but, but like the Pacers, who have other options. I mean, like, yeah, Chris Middleton played T.J. Warren's spot. You've got Malcolm Brogdon to shoot. You've got Victor Oladipo to shoot. You've got Miles Turner to shoot, and you've Demontis got Sabonis in the post. Chris Middleton could go off in that lineup. Oh, absolutely! Any, any given night, any five, any of those five could absolutely go off. And because I mean, he Sabonis walks in tonight. He, he walks in. He's option number one on that team. Oh, for sure. No, Sabonis. Not Sabonis. I don't think we mentioned the Pacers earlier. No, we did. We did. Well, I said they were the eight seed. I think that they'll make a jump to like the five seed. Well, they were the five seed last year, I think. Never mind then. I think they're gonna stay in that general area solely because Demontis Sabonis. Through they've granted they've only played three games. (laughs) That does not define your season, but he's played well. And like I've told you guys off. Audio before Demontis Sabonis could drop fifty points and nobody would talk about oh, it. Oh, that's absolutely yeah. true. No one. Would I mean, talk about I mean, it. if you, if you could, put him in L.A. or New York, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, Demontis Sabonis!" Oh, that's this he's guy. In, here. He's in Indiana. <laughs> he's in Indiana. So everyone's like, "Oh wow, the Pacers yeah, did something." A smaller you market team that doesn't get as much media exposure. By the Nets, four zero in the playoffs. Oh, bye. Yeah. You also could throw Colin Sexton that because he had a fifty point game last year and no one talked about it. No, this fifty point game is all over ESPN. Was yeah, it? that's it's true. A lot because the Cavs weren't winning a whole lot, so they're like, "Oh my gosh, they actually <laughs> the Cavs did something!" <laughs> but still, it's a miracle. Yeah, he's, he's still a quiet player. Not a lot of people talk about that. I mean, this year I think the Cavs are gonna get much more attention. As long as they keep Andre Drummond, yeah. because yeah. if they get rid of Andre Drummond, they're gonna get a lot of attention for the wrong reason. I mean, it could be for a good reason. And I mean, most likely. While we're talking about Drummond and trades, you know, the Pistons. I don't know what the heck they were thinking when they traded him. But us. we gave up basically. Oh, all the way to picking a bag of chips. But do you, do you think yeah. do you think the Pistons will trade Blake Griffin, or do you think they won't be able to find a taker? I don't think they'll do it. You know, I think I mean, they'll want to keep him on because they're in a massive rebuild right now. I think Blake Griffin, like a Blake Griffin, trades in the same point where Kevin Love trade is. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is there's one year Blake Griffin compared to three of Kevin Love, obviously. But it's still Blake Griffin. There's not a lot of teams that need a four right now, because like the Pacers have Sabonis, the Sixers have Tobias Harris. Um, the Nets have KD if he's playing the four. So they, I think Karis Levert's playing the two or three. But I think I'm pretty sure KD's playing the four right now. Um, the the Celtics Jason, have Jason Tatum, right? Yeah, he's playing the four. So I thought he was playing the four. The Lakers, I mean, they have they they have anybody and everybody playing the four. It seems like could be Kyle Kuzma, could be AD, could even be LeBron for all we know. I mean, the Clippers have Paul George. Um, Zach Collins, Mello, and Rocco are all split in time up, up in Portland. The Warriors have Draymond. I'm, I mean, there's a, there are a couple places that could probably use him, but they have, they have to be good first. I just want to talk about something really quick. 
When I say the word mellow, who do you guys think of? Carmelo. La. Wow. You think of La? Okay. Isaac? Mellow. Who do you hear more now? Well, you I mean, obviously Carmelo. now. I know you want to think of Carmelo, but who you actually think of? If I said the words, mellow hit a three, what team comes to mind? Well, I mean, Carmelo. I mean, now that he's actually in the league, I don't Charlotte. Like, I, I don't believe you. I mean, really? not, well, I mean, obviously, I obviously, Charlotte. Now that now that he's in the league, but before this year, you said you said Melo. Everyone's like, oh yeah, Carmelo. But no, now, now there's two. The ones. last three years, I have always thought of Lamelo Ball. Three years, really? Yeah. My point of this bringing that up the was going to be been the most famous family in the country when it comes to. <laughs> That's sports. because Levar literally talked his way into fame. Yeah. Yeah. True. I, I mean, the guy's a genius. We're four guys sitting in a room talking for an hour every every few nights. Why can't we talk ourselves into fame? Dude, that guy, he's intelligent. It's because we're not as if annoying as He can talk his... Hey, he talked all three of his kids into the NBA at one point. I know Jello was only on a 10-day contract, say, but yeah, still, he got that. Say, I think that man at probably talked day, Lonzo into being a number two pick. I'm not going to lie. I know I've been super hard on Lonzo Ball in the past, but he has... I get we're still young in the season, but he really has kind of surprised me. In, the, in a way that his shooting has gotten so much better. He doesn't bring it all the way to the side <laughs> like he used to. He's more fundamentally sound. Yeah, he's he already a good passer. And he's a great defender, too. Right, which I would not have thought of, personally. That's what he should Lonzo base Ball. his game off of. I mean, I think that entire team is, is going to be very interesting throughout the year. Seeing as, they only, seeing as you know, Zion's quite literally the longest tenured Pelican, and he was a rookie last year. I mean, they have, they have what, Steven Adams starting at the five now? Steven yeah. Adams, Zion, Lonzo, Brandon Eric Bledsoe, and, and JJ Redick. Um, they also have Josh Hart. Josh Hart comes off the bench. Who's their backup center? Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes. That's right. I couldn't well, remember. For some reason, I can't remember. If Zion usually moves Plus. to the five. Yeah. Like a small ball lineup, but Who's, and that, that man can out. absolutely handle almost any center in the league. Oh yeah. Dude's a beast. Six six two eighty. Could you imagine if Zion ended up going to the Knicks? I think the Knicks would be in a completely different spot. Well, no, they wouldn't. They'd still be a rebuilding team. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but Zion, I, I think Zion would make them more competitive than you know Julius Randle. But well, it's, a, it's okay. High-profile player like Zion does indeed tend to have an effect on teams like that. I mean, I, I'm thoroughly aware of that. That's usually how that goes. I mean, obviously, John's like Memphis from basement to pl- to a playoff team in a season. Still had pieces though. I mean, they had yeah. guys like Jaron Jackson Jr. Is the first guy I think of. Part yeah. of the problem with Jaren Jackson Jr. is like he, he's going to be out for a while. So like this is the year Brandon Clark's got to make a statement, or at least part of the year. All Jaren Jackson Jr.'s out. Right. Right. Uh, I think I think Memphis is also in an interesting spot because they've got. Is every team in an interesting spot here? I mean, every team <laughs> really is, is always in an interesting spot. Mm-hmm. Unless your name is the Lakers, Clippers, or Warriors, you're probably not. In, you're probably in an interesting. Well, we could even make an argument for the Clippers being in an interesting spot. Dude, they lost by 51 points today. I, I mean, they yeah. They lost to a Borzingis less. I didn't. I did not realize KP didn't play today. Borzingis less. I didn't realize KP didn't play today. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I hadn't. I hadn't. It's been out since the bubble. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize he was still out. I'm not gonna lie. I did not realize he was still out. That, that's he, on me. That's didn't on he me. tear something that's again? I think so. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. He's I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess the period of time. 
I mean, I still I don't think the Clippers lose by fifty if Kawhi plays, but it's because they play the back to back. So. But is Kawhi Leonard going to score fifty points and make the complete difference? Well, no. I mean, no. obviously, well, make I should complete difference, that, but they're definitely not going to lose by fifty if you're if Kawhi and Paul George are playing. Defensively, Kawhi Leonard would have absolutely made a difference. Oh, that absolutely, that, yeah. and that's where I'm coming from. I'm not even coming talking offensively. I'm talking defensively. But at the same time, though. 51 points is a lot of points to lose by. To score 27 points... In a half. Like, our high school basketball team has scored 27 points in a half. For an NBA team to do that, I don't care what team you're playing against. Oh, I mean, yeah. You should never score only 27 points. Like, 27 points at this point in NBA in 2020, that's low for a quarter. Like, 30 to 35 points is what teams are scored in a quarter nowadays. Yeah. This were 27 and a half. Come on. Like I said, that's either bad offense, good defense, or a combination of both. I think it's, I think it was just a, just a solid combination of both. I don't know. The, the Clippers, they're, they're just going to have um, on on days and off days. And I think those on days will be a quarter. they were a championship team last year, like everybody thought they were going to be. Big because facts. you can't have on days and off days and be a championship team. Yeah. You have to always be on, and somebody has to step up yeah. and make the winning plays, like we were talking about in the NFL earlier. Oh, if you are a high quality, one of the best teams, you have to find a way to win, whether you're winning or not. That's another team we didn't even talk about. Was the Denver Nuggets? I I think they had enough. They'll be interesting. Well. Us four were hanging out one night, right? And we were talking about, you know, the historic success of our NBA teams. Isaac and I like the Cavs. Matt likes the Timberwolves. We don't have any success. Kevin Garnett. That we, we did, that we did indeed count. discuss that. <laughs> they wasted Kevin Garnett. That's Moving very on. true. Fair enough. That's what and we got to the Jazz. And Isaac and I both said, well, at least we have a ring. Brady's response was, what are you talking about? Stockton and Malone. Lost to MJ. That's that, that you know, arguably the two biggest victims of the MJ era. The Cavs were two, by the way. Fun uh, fact. They were not. They were not bigger victims oh. than Utah. Oh, no, no, Utah no was bigger. Oh, it was but the, the Cavs and the Jazz. Yep, for yeah. sure. And maybe the Rockets, but they ended up getting a chip out of that anyway. Oh, yeah, they ended up winning. See, so you guys were cutting this part out anyway. Anyway, I actually saw a YouTube Who says video. We're cutting this out. I think this is really great stuff. Well, I thought you said Especially we were cutting since out. I thought, craps on you. I thought you said we were cutting out since you talked about it already. It's what we like to call no, comedy, Brady. It really spices up the podcast, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I got that clear. Thank you. But I saw yes, a YouTube video something to laugh about on that, crap on Brady night. That the nineteen <laughs> Dude, every night and I love it. I saw a video though that the nineteen ninety four MLB strike actually led to the Lakers dynasty because that's how they got Kobe and Shaq. I don't remember exactly how how it all connected, but that makes sense. Shaq was probably going to be a first oh baseman. no no no. I remember how connected. Shaq is a catcher all day, dude. No, I remember how oh, connected. Man. Too big. <laughs> no, I remember how connected. Now. <laughs> yeah. No, my dude, dude. That, that man was... on the mound, though. That dude's throwing gas. Yeah. Okay, bro. listen, Michael. Shaq, Shaq would have to use like a softball though, because his hand would be like this. That's true. He could probably he like, use dude. his pinky and his thumb to throw every single pitch. And <laughs> I'm not talking. I'm talking all the way in his hand. I'm talking like barely pinching it. Yeah. The same way he holds a basketball. <laughs> yeah. No, Michael Jordan was in the MLB, and when the ni- when the '94 strike happened, he was like, "Oh, I'll just go back to basketball." And at that point, that was that was when Shaq and the Magic started to get really good. So they're like, "Oh, we can't win now that Jordan's back." 
So then they traded him. And then they traded him to L.A. Or no, no, he signed with L.A. Yeah, they, they signed, signed him with him. L.A., that's right. Sorry. I'm thinking trade for Kobe. Because then they, they added Kobe. From Charlotte? Charlotte? Charlotte. Charlotte picked Charlotte. 13. Yeah, they, they, signed, they signed Jack away from the Magic. And then they traded for Kobe. Because Jordan came back. So the Magic were like, eh, we're just going to... We're just going to stop. We're just not going to sign him. We don't want to pay him that much because we're bad now. We can't win anyway. So quite literally, that that led to the Lakers dynasty because Jordan came back and the Magic were like, oh, we can't win now. And they gave up. At the same time, though, the Magic still had guys like Horace Grant. And they had had Penny Hardaway. They didn't... Who drafted him? Because I think somebody drafted him. The Magic drafted Penny Hardaway. I... I thought somebody traded traded him Ben Penny Hardaway. Nope. They won the lottery that year. I read an Instagram post about Oh, this. yeah, that's right. Yeah, they won back They had a lottery, super right. low chance, and they ended up winning the lottery and yeah. picked Penny Hardaway. Yeah, I remember that from the video now. Yeah, I remember that now. It was, it's was it been a couple weeks since I watched that. That, that was, yeah, that was big brain. I'd have to find the video again. Interesting little NBA history one there. Okay. It was, it's wild. Yeah, that was pretty, to the Speaking of which, let's go to our... Today's day is sports history. Today, the Clippers were down 77-27 to 27 at halftime. 50 points, which is the most that a team has ever... Now, this is a, quote-unquote, championship-caliber Clippers team that was missing one player. And they were down at halftime by the biggest margin since the start of the shot clock era in 1954-55 season. That is not a championship <laughs> team. Like, that alone, I know this is, what, game three for them. Right. But that alone makes me put them at, like, the four seed and not a chance to win the championship. You put you still put them at the four seed after that? I put them in like There's, five or six. They're still Your good. team lost to the Timberwolves. I wasn't going to put my team ahead of them. Don't worry. <laughs> well, your team is predicted to be four or five. My team, my team is probably going to be seven or eight if if they even make it. Honestly, <laughs> I just want my team to attempt to get ten. I'm not going to lie to you. I obviously yeah. Lakers or Warriors probably probably going to be up there. Nuggets will be up there. The Warriors. Are okay, if the Warriors manage right. to figure out how to shoot again, Draymond oh. Green said that this was a championship or bust season. Right now? And they lost their first two games by a combined 60 points. Well, I mean, I don't know who, who let Draymond yeah. have a mic. So that was their first issue. Draymond, nah, Draymond Green mic'd up is hilarious, dude. Yeah. I was going to say, the man's got three rings to back it up. He can talk as much as he wants. That's yeah. Fair, fair enough. You might have got him, but he still has three wins. Uh, he was still a vital part of that championship Draymond squad. Green I mean, was yeah. a deep boy conversation guy with he Andre He won it, didn't he? No, he did Andre not. Andre He did not end up winning it. He won finals MVP for a reason, dude. I mean, yeah. Andre Iguodala just still makes me laugh every time. He still plays for the Heat, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stephen A. Smith just, like, ruined any chance of me taking Andre Iguodala's name seriously. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> literally, literally ruined it for me. Because, Curry! Or Agadala. I'm taking Andre Agadala. <laughs> I still remember hearing that for the first time and thinking, just just why? Why? As a Cleveland fan, I've asked myself that question several times pertaining to sports. Why? Why? That was absolutely one of the moments that the word why popped into my head. Steph Curry is How one of the... How do you spell that? Why? W-H-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A
I, I was going with Infinite Ace. Speaking of Golden State, didn't Curry break a record today? Or was it wasn't a record. Two? It was a milestone. Tw- yeah. He is 25th hundred uh, three-pointer. 25th hundred? Yes. <laughs> 2,500 players. I mean, there you go. All yeah. count is, that's the same thing. His 25th hundred. That's the... S- I mean, I that actually like, works. It's not correct yeah. in any language no. anywhere. But it works. But you're not wrong. I know I'm not wrong. That's why I said it. <laughs> no, it's not. You said it because it's... It's, it's, no, it's a fact. One o'clock in the morning. You know yeah, what you're doing. Okay, 2,500. That's too... That's, that's too long. Anyway... Moving on from that, yeah, I had a surprise topic that I wanted to talk oh, dear about, Lord. and I just wanted to hear your guys' opinions on it. My surprise topic to you guys is about the MLB. It's concerning the popularity of Major League Baseball. What? So, Major League Baseball has dropped in popularity over the last 10 years. Why? Here's my reasons. I think that the unwritten rules of baseball are holding back growth. Oh, I, I agree. Popularity. I'm with you. Example? Fernando Tatis, Tatis. Jr. hit a grand slam yeah, on a 3-0 pitch. Count. People berated him yeah, they, in the media. Yeah, they lost their minds. For that. Bro, home run pitch. Exactly. exactly. Thank you. Exactly. How dare the player... Oh, not allowing your players to showboat a little bit and have some fun is inhibiting growth. I have because sure. it's not as fun to watch. I have something else on Plain that and simple. Too. It's not as fun to watch. The mm-hmm. NFL relaxed their celebration rules, and I would argue that the NFL has made a little bit of a comeback. Yeah, when they made it straight, everybody was like, everybody just took their fines anyways. They're like, screw yeah. you guys. Right. Now teams Michael can get Thompson's creative. Phone. They can have whole teams involved. That's fun. That's yeah. something that you can truly enjoy yeah, while they watching have an a football award game. for it at the end of the season. Though. That is true. I do have something else, though. Like, on, like... One of the most critical people of Tatis was the Rangers manager because, I mean, like they were playing the Rangers when it happened. But the Rangers manager was actually a part of a 30-3 to victory over the Orioles by the Rangers. So I'm not sure why the Rangers manager came at him like that because I feel like one of the unwritten rules is not to beat somebody by 27. Man, if you're going to dish it, you got to be able to take it. Yeah, Ex- exactly, thank you. Pitchers can't be so thin-skinned. To the point of where if a guy shows a little bit of emotion and has a little fun while running the bases, you get all bent out of shape and that completely distracts from the whole game. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. That's inhibiting growth to baseball. So MLB, if somehow you find our podcast and you're listening, here's my advice. Stop criticizing players for showboating and having a little bit of fun. It makes the game more interesting. It makes the game more fun. And it makes it more watchable. I don't even think MLB needs to find our podcast. I think all we need to do is have, is have Trevor Bauer somehow magically find the find the podcast. Go, oh yeah, this is intelligent, and then he'll just spray it all over Twitter. So Trevor, <laughs> if you're listening, let's hear, bro. Yo, Trevor. <laughs> oh, no, I was playing a trivia game with my family yesterday, actually, and one of the questions was, it was put put these three items in order. From most popular to least popular, television-wise. And it was basketball, football, baseball in the United States. Football, basketball, baseball. Yeah, that was the answer. And whoever was answering said football, baseball, basketball. That's wrong. And I said they were wrong. They got it wrong. And I said they were wrong because basketball is just launching up. It's oh, getting more popular for sure. All the NBA, 
The NBA is going through the roof. Everybody's watching it. And baseball's been on this slow decline for years. I mean, literally well, centuries. Oh, yeah. I'm aware. Like, it's just slowly been working its way down. Because, I mean, it was the top-of-the-line sport. Was. Everybody watched baseball. I mean, right. I well, they called it America's pastime. I think, yeah. I think part of the problem with baseball is, is like, as time goes on, the like the younger generations get less and less patient. No one wants to sit there for a, through a three-hour game. That's why there's so many pace to play things. But, here, but, I mean, here's my thing with that. I don't think people realize NFL games are also three hours. Yeah. There's just more action during the uh, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, is, is there? I mean, it's, it's honestly probably about the same. Statistically, no, actually. The N- not NFL, the MLB actually has more action Ex- exactly, than your average NFL Exactly, game. people don't realize that. But... Well, there's a lot more physical. Well, I mean, yeah, it's that's more that's fun. What, I, I don't want to say fun people action, like but that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, it's more entertaining. Like you said, it's, I mean, it's, it's obviously more. I mean, hitting people. Indeed. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's obviously more fast paced. Long time because everybody yeah. liked watching people get hit. Yeah. And spending money on who they thought they were going to win. I mean, yeah. yeah. That, I yeah. mean, it's like yeah. it's obviously yeah. more fast paced, but I mean, like a lot of the baseball fans, like these days, are like 30, 40, and up. Because younger generations are like, hey, look, violence, and then they're hooked. Another thing that the MLB struggles with is promoting their top players. Oh, I'm aware of that. And what I mean by that, I'm going to use the NFL as an example. The NFL promotes Patrick Mahomes as like a top-tier quarterback in the league. Everybody knows that. Most, I would be willing to bet that almost every single casual sports fan knows Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Same thing with Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Yes. You, I would, the on NBA that same note, there's more. Correct, correct. I mean, yeah. The same, pri- the same principle would apply to different positions as well. In the baseball world, however, I would argue that most casual sports fans do not truly appreciate the greatness of some of the pl- players that are currently in Major League Baseball. I'm not going to lie to you, Mike Trout and Clint Kershaw might be the only two players people actually know exist. I... I probably cannot give you a ranking of my top five pitchers in the league. I would agree. I can give you my top five running backs. I can give you my top five quarterbacks. Basketball, I can give you my top five from any position, if I thought about it for a while. But I could not give you my top five pitchers without going online and doing a bunch of research. I would agree. Yeah. The MLB needs to do a a better job of promoting their good players. Guys like, I would say Bryce Harper is more well known solely because of his personality. I mean, Bryce, Bryce Harper gets out there because Bryce Harper is like in a lot more ads. Like you don't even you like you you don't really even see Mike Trout. Well, I mean, yeah, Clayton Kershaw, guys that like, they've chosen to. Like when you think about it, and that wasn't the MLB that was promoting yeah. them. That was themselves trying to build up their own image because the MLB has not done a good job with that. But, like but with what you said, ML, a lot of the latest MLB commercials, like commercials for the MLB specifically that I've seen, have all been Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, let the kids play Tatis, Soto, Cunha. Yeah. Bellinger. So they started doing that, which is great. They just need to continue to do it more is what I... I Basically, my argument is they need to do a better job. I mean, here's where... You're doing it a little bit. Get going. Here's here's where I'm at, though, with the MLB and advertising. The best player in the league, and arguably probably one of the best players to ever play the game, has, like, I think he has one one platform that he actually, like, 
like is like majorly seen on, and it's it's an off-brand baseball game. He's not on MLB The Show. He's he's never been a cover athlete for MLB The Show. He's really? he doesn't do any commercials. Mike Trout is literally he literally is just part of Come to Us Nine Innings. That's like all he's part of. No, he's not on the cover of MLB The Show. Never has been. Never understood why. But That's crazy, honestly. Like I I think if Mike Trout did like more ads for the MLB, the MLB would definitely like shoot up there at least at least a little bit because when the best player in the league barely does anything advertising or anything it's kind of hard but to a certain extent though don't you think the league should be reaching out to him well i'm not saying that they're not doing this because obviously i mean, we don't yeah. really have any yeah maybe they are. maybe he's like no i just want to keep my i was gonna say, I was gonna say my play baseball mike Charles like he's I mean, always I been a very totally humble person understand that too. yeah I mean, there's it, nothing wrong with that but at the same time, if the MLB as a league wants to gain more popularity, stuff like that needs to happen. Okay. Well, this is, this Even guys like Christian Yelich, I think, is one that comes to my mind. He's yeah. a big one right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Yelich and Christian Yelich is one of the best outfielders in baseball. Yeah. Do casual sports fans know who he plays for? Do they know how good he truly is? No. No. I would, I would 100% make that argument. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I definitely think the MLB needs to do a better job of reaching out to their more like premier players. But I mean, this this incoming generation of players, like and Christian, if you're somehow I, listening to this, you're one of my favorite players personally. So if you want to reach out to us, it's to, it's, uh, you it's know, just be featured right, on the podcast. It's, you know, it's a right fielder thing. To have you? Thank you. I won't talk to him. He he is a main card on every right fielder ever. It's okay. It's okay. That is untrue. What? Yeah. What? I, I Listen understand. here, Matt. Listen here. Right, right. <laughs> Sorry, Cardinals fan. But no, like I think if they did like a better job of like advertising, like even the more like potentially well-known players, like Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts is another one. Never been on the cover of MLB. Mookie Betts also barely gets any like ad attention at all. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen Yelich and Bellinger, Tatis, Acuna, Juan Soto. It's probably about it. I'm not gonna lie, because unless you throw a bat 18 feet in the air like Jose Batista or Wilson Contreras, you get like no attention, <coughs> and it's wild. I've got the solution to all of the MLB's problems. What would that be, Matt? Quick counts. Hey, I, hate, in real life. I hate you so oh. much right now. Like, that uh, walks quick, up count. to the plate. quick counts are so stupid. A player looks at him and goes, guess what, bro? It's a 3-2 count. What? <laughs> <laughs> I hate that so much. I Look, hate quick counts. I mean, it would it would add another... 3-2. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it would add another element to the game, though. No, I think it's dumb. Counts, I think the no. pitch clock is dumb. I think the three batter minimum is dumb. It's I understand what the MLB is trying to do. They're trying to short up the game so people get more interested. But they're also making rules that make people less interested. Like the three batter minimum the is, sl- is bad. the three. I, I mean, it I'm, gives them plenty of time. I mean, yeah, like the pitch clock is not that bad, but I mean, it's it's honestly about the same time in general anyway. But, I mean, like, the three-batter minimum is dumb. Personally, I think the Universal DH will actually bring back will actually bring back fans, though, because it's more offense. Nobody wants to watch pitchers hit. I'm I sorry mean, to that, I mean that's, not, that's not necessarily true. Pit, watching pitchers hit is sometimes really funny. Hey, but do you realize how many pitchers that's going to knock out of the league? Zero. Like huh? one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bummer. I was going to say, Brady, I would be willing to bet if you surveyed 100 people right now, 90 9% would say they would rather watch somebody hit a dinger oh, I'm aware than of that. watch a pitcher bunt. Yeah. Well, I, well, I'm well, i aware of that. I mean, like... Or even attempt to bunt. Literally, you're going to know what a dinger is. 
I was gonna say the the only comical pitcher at bats are when they actually hit home runs. Those are freaking amazing, by the way. Yeah, but like nobody but, expects them to ever do. But anything. I mean, yeah. like watching. I mean, I understand sixty game sample, not that large. But the the way the DH affected the National League this year was incredible. Like, obviously, Matt Matt would know from watching Marcelo Zuna. Sucks at defense completely, to say the least. This this man goes in. And hit to Atlanta, becomes a DH. He he plays his butt off like it's insane. He played defense maybe ten games, but he was D, the DH most of the time. And he had like twenty home runs in sixty games. He looked great. He skyrocketed his value. After, I mean, you know, obviously playing for the Cardinals, they watched him climb a wall for a ball that didn't even reach the running track. So they're like, eh, "This guy's dumb." But I mean, and if guys for like like Nelson Cruz, who is like. 40 and still hitting 30-plus home runs in a regular season. Like, you you take him from only being able to play with half the league because we all know he's not going to be able to play defense anymore. You take him from only signing in the AL to signing anywhere. There are teams that could absolutely use Nelson Cruz, like the Reds if they stopped signing to rebuild. They could they would love Nelson Cruz. The Cardinals would probably love Nelson Cruz. They need another big bat in their lineup. I mean, the Padres would love Nelson Cruz, but... They're evidently focused on adding pitching, like Blake Snell. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode of the Hot Take Sports Podcast, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you for tuning in.